time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. This thing belongs to Mr. Rooney, belongs here, and let's see if we can bring this damn thing back here next year, along with the Super Bowl. Here we go. The game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers did it the hard way. <laughs> with the 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition yet again of the Mass Steel Podcast here with, of course, yours truly, Charles Prodigy Ritchie. And that concludes uh, the, the 2020 virtual NFL draft this year. I'd like to get your uh, comments, uh, reactions, thoughts on this year's draft of the Pittsburgh Steelers, how they did. And outside the Steelers, who you guys feel like had the favorable draft this year? Who had the most successful picks? And... Aside from them, do the Ravens, do they look like they're pointing together a championship caliber team this year around pieces with Lamar Jackson? All that and much more, we're getting ready to dive into here in just a second. The Steelers did have six picks all together, just to recap, as they're finished. Had a lot more sightings from the XFL, uh, which really surprised like the Steelers this year, and uh According to Missy Matthews, one of the reports is that there ain't going to be as much undrafted free agents as usual like it is uh, with everything that went down. So we're going to have a little bit more in-depth analysis here in just a second. But I want to like uh, get your thoughts throughout the show. If you guys want to call in or send me a text, uh, the number if you guys want to reach it is 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Prodigy Richie, at Mass Steel CGR. Instagram, it's Mass Steel Nation. At Ondex CSR, my YouTube channel, Mass Steel Podcast. And then you can also check me out for any shows that you missed, such as Mass Steel Podcast and my show on deck. That any of, if any of you tuned in earlier today, which was on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com, you can check me out on Mixcloud at Charles Prodigy Richie. Which I'm usually hosting with my co-host, Reese the Ruler, DJ Coleman. Check him out on our up-and-coming stud in the broadcast in- industry. And then you can also check us out, and myself included, on Anchor and Spotify. Crunch time with Charles Bradley Ritchie. And I gotta tell you, this draft right here, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm gonna give this overall, it's about a decent draft. Got some uh, pretty good players in here. I got one of... A six right so far this one and the one I'm referring to is their six round draft pick uh, Antoine Brooks uh, safety in the six round like I just mentioned and the Steelers got him right there and I, I think uh, that's definitely some good quality depth right there he comes out of Maryland 6.29 uh, combine grade you got him and uh, Chase Claypool with uh, combine grades with six or above which is usually good for a starter right there I thought that was very encouraging right there. 
I do feel like the Steelers were their uh, draft position that they were in this year, and mainly because when you make when you decide to go for a guy like Mika Fitzpatrick, which he was worth the gamble, no doubt about. It. I'm not criticizing him by any means, but you have to realize there's going to be some sort of price to pay, and what's going to be you're going to be bargaining for. And guess what? I mean, they didn't have the favorable spots. I mean, in these rounds, really look at it. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are ahead of them. The Ravens definitely uh, got some players in there. Two, I mean, when you look at it, and I, I just feel like the Steelers, they, I feel like they did do everything they could. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, this is the price you pay. I mean, they were like uh, not really in the top ten of each of these rounds. You really think about it, but I mean, when you when you're like that high in those rounds right there, I guess this kind of comes with the territory uh, for what you're gonna expect. And uh, like I said, I, I really feel like they did a phenomenal job. I don't know about anyone else, but I really enjoy this year's uh, draft. Uh, and I got to tell you, I got Fernando uh, Curly Sanders on here right now. I loved all the Steelers draft. Uh, very good right there. Uh, I want to tell you, which was your favorite pick out of all the picks here, Fernando? I'd like to know, I mean, wh which which one you really feel like knocked your socks off in this year's draft? So I got to tell you, I think the... The runaway answer a lot of people will be looking at. I think probably a lot of people may be getting caught up in the notion of the six foot four wide receiver Chase Claypool. Another Martavis Bryant type size right there. And close to about as Plaxico Burris size. Remember, Plaxico Burris was six foot five when Ben came in his rookie year. So I think that's gonna be a, an interesting challenge right there. Definitely gotta see uh how much more pressures will be on Juju Smith Schuster. We'll find out. Wasn't mainly because he was without Ben Rosper and due to the injuries he had. Uh, only time will tell. But I tell you what, when you have a big size receiver like that, I'm thinking like maybe some like definitely not only deep ball passes but some crucial touchdown passes. I'd be interested to see how he's been able to develop in virtual OTAs because that's right there. Mike Tomlin's definitely expressing concern right there. Was gonna be the biggest uh, challenge right there is not being able to be able to to be with them in person. I think that's going to affect a lot of teams, including the Steelers in some ways. I'm not so sure how much the impact, but I mean, with all the stay at home thing and the communication, they definitely feel like they did their homework on a lot of guys. They're able to communicate well. I mean, Kim and Colbert, I really feel like did a phenomenal job as best they could. Uh, and in life, you're not always going to be uh, dealt with the top hand, but I do feel like you got to deal with the cards that are dealt to you. And they sure enough did that in my eyes. And don't get me wrong. I think there was definitely some improvements. I just feel like the running game, for the way I look at it, uh, could have been much better. They had opportunities, I think, in this draft uh, to get some uh, decent quality running backs. I mean, over there, overall. Because your first pick didn't come on to like, uh, like the second round, the which was the 49th uh, pick overall in this draft. Uh, so you got Chase Claypool, which is a very damn good one. I remember hearing before the second and third round draft started, I was listening to Andrew Filippone, a 937 The Fan. He made a proposition, too, because remember, you got a guy in leather for, for net who's flowing around there with the Jaguars who was listening for some trade offers. And the proposal was that should the Steelers trade away, trade away their 49th pick and get the 73rd pick overall, which would be an extra third-round pick, but it would still be only one pick in the top 100, no matter how you look at it. 
And I, I chose to say no, but for a lot of you who took the time to actually uh, vote for this, uh, I, I want to say uh, thank you very much. Uh, and here are the results of the Twitter polls that went into last night. 54 and a half uh, said yes, while 45 and a half said no. So clearly, Edge, a lot of people wanted to see them get the running back with the extra third. But then again, just remember, more than likely, he probably wouldn't have been able to get a guy like Chase Claypool, who I think could be a phenomenal uh, target size right here in the red zone. And, I mean, you, 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 you make the sacrifice and you bite the bullet, the way I look at it. So I, I, just, I just feel like the run game... That's the only part I was disappointed with in this draft. Because you have the Ravens, who, which is uh, reasonably, I mean, in this uh, draft, I mean, they were able to get, like, uh, in here uh, for this uh, time. They got J.K. Dobbins, but still, the Steelers had a chance to get him. Let's remember. I mean, they couldn't get Jonathan Taylor at all. I mean, he was uh, selected by the Indianapolis uh, Colts, which they received from the Cleveland Browns right there. They got him out of Wisconsin. And then, of course, too, so since they decided to get uh, Chase Claypool, and then you had, like, a, another running back here, I mean, later on in this draft, guess what happened in the, the third round, too? Zach Moss, I believe, he got selected somewhere here. So the Steelers missed out on him. Which I thought was, uh, that was one of the guys who I would had on my draft board. He got picked up by the Buffalo Bills in the third round of this draft. Uh, which was the 22nd overall pick in the third round. So I, I feel like the running back, they could have did better. I, I, I saw the receivers that were out there. I just still felt like he had like more of a legitimate shot at running back than he did receiver. And I just feel like guys like James Conner... Jalen Samuels, base snow, base snow. We still gotta give a little bit more of a fair shake here. Only time will still tell. You see how he does when he gets like multiple uh, back to back to back uh, carries. I think he had like about fifty carries in five games, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, base snow, who's still gonna be an interesting uh, project with the Steelers in his uh, football career. I mean, if he's gonna, I'm not sure if he's gonna be there long term. But I mean, he was definitely one of the guys that a lot of people were taking note to. Uh, last year, and i just be really interested to see what's going to entail for him. So, again, if you guys want to just uh, chime in real quickly, uh, share your comments uh, real quick. Again, you guys can dial or text in. It is 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. I can follow on my social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram, at Richie at Steel. CJR, at Mastiel Nation, at Ondex CSR, my YouTube channel, which I'm streaming live off on right now, which is Mastiel Podcast. And then you can also check me out on Mixcloud, Charles Prodigy Richie, and on Anchor and Spotify, Crunch Time with Charles Prodigy Richie. So, uh, I, like I said, I, I, I grade this overall a B- in this year's draft. That, that's how I definitely look at it. That's how I view it. Uh, like I said, I mean, I'm not going to say it was any, it felt anywhere like 2018. I thought 2018 was disappointing. I mean, the decent one that was selected, I mean, in that draft was Terrell Edmonds, who I felt like did a phenomenal rookie year. 
I mean, he kind of took a little bit of a step backwards, I think, some ways in the second year. And I got Fernando here saying, I love defense. I really want another cornerback. Also, the Trey Brothers, um, I got here running back from uh, Maryland here. And I think you're uh, talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony McFarlane right here. I uh, have 5.98 grade average. I thought he was okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I think they could have done much better because, like I said, you had your opportunity to add a guy like J.K. Dobbins. Ravens ended up getting him right there. Uh, with McFarland, here's a report on him. He has good bursts through the hole and around the corner. He has a second gear to pull away, and when he gets a crease, McFarland is a tough runner who fights for yards after contact and flashes good finishing power. He has solid ball skills as a threat after the catch. I think that was okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was horrible, but I just felt like they they had more better opportunities. I think they kind of squandered a little bit that. I really feel like running back should have been higher priority or is going to be receiver. I just feel like they struck out on that one in this draft. Now you're just, just basically, you're just selling for backup quality uh, backs. And that I have a little bit of a problem with because... You don't want to be going through another season again where you're going to be sh splitting up, sharing the runs in this type of offense, trying to replace the numbers of guys that you lost. I mean, guys like Le'Veon Bell and your wide receiver, Antonio Brown. You got to be careful with that. You want, like I said, it's important to have a horse that you can ride in those crunch time moments. I don't mind having a third down back every now and then, but you want someone to be your ball carrier throughout like a crucial moments where you grind out first downs and just help chew away at the clock and just someone who could also be a multi-threat a receiver it is just so highly important these days you just don't want to pass that up and I just feel I mean going in this year I mean it's got to be a more better offensive game plan than what they got and I got to believe the pressure's got to be on for a guy like Randy Fickner as a quarterback. And then what about Matt Canada? How's he going to do, I mean, with uh, a quarterback right there? I mean, like Mason Rudolph. Is Mason Rudolph even tough enough to handle, like, his NFL career? I mean, I heard a couple of people. I was chatting out with some friends yesterday. I want to give a big shout-out to Rob Morey uh, last night. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Thanks so much for doing the Zoom uh, video call yesterday. Had a fun time with you, boss. Uh, watching the second and third round draft. It was an awesome time. Sorry I had to bail out a little early, but those are the things you have to think about here. I mean, Rudolph, I'm not so sure, and I agree, he's not really proven that he's mentally prepared to handle a tough NFL career with the criticism, especially when you got into like the racism part. I mean, with Miles Garrett, either way you slice it. I mean, he, I just feel like he's just kind of reacting the wrong way in, in certain areas. He's a little shook up. I mean, if that's one thing that's going to bother him, what's going to happen when something much worse, like someone in the media, happens? Is he going to be a ticking time bomb where we got to worry about a guy like him? I don't mean to talk negatively about a guy, but you have to put all that stuff on the table. And as I always say, when you have a person in the career of football, you want to make sure you're showing a better uh, mental presence, the way you can handle situations. That's always going to be watched in the life of an athlete in a lot of people's eyes. And I think that's just uh, very important here. But like I said, I do feel like Tomlin does raise an interesting point. 
How bothered are you guys by the fact, I mean, due to the COVID-19, I know it's affecting a lot of people around the world, including all sports leagues, but when you look at a team like the Steelers right now, just doing these workouts from home, are, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, do you also, I, I, I got a crazy uh, proposition I want to bring up real quick. I want to ask you something here. Because I know, like, leagues, like, where it's, like, uh, basketball and hockey right now, we're trying ways to, like, scratch tooth and nail to the finish line, trying to get their season going. Uh, and they still want to have, like, a finish. And Major League Baseball is going to try and see if they could squeeze into the season somehow, splitting off at hotels. But I heard this from 93.7 The Fan a couple weeks ago. And I think it was by uh, Chris Muller, who's a co-host of the Polly Miller Show with Andrew Filippone. I think he had a guest on. He was talking with showing with uh, video game sports. What do you guys think of the idea of having those sports leagues finish out on a video game platform? I don't mean it sounds silly, but I mean at the same time, it's just like if you really want to finish that bad, you really need to truly have a champion. And you need to have some sort of clear winner and, like, uh, finish your season somehow. What I suggest, like, how you do, like, on Madden tournaments that you see on TV, you televise those games, and it's going to be played, like, on a PlayStation Live or somewhere for those games. Even on the NBA League Pass or whatever main games you can see, you can still fit in the announcers. They can do voiceovers from a distance, and you can still televise that way. That would be my one suggestion. Again, I don't mean to sound kabuki-ish, but I, I really do believe right now, like, what other choice do we need to look into? I think these are some trying times. Are you open to, like, any esports right now where, if you really want to get a finish to, like, some of these seasons, we be willing to open to that? Because football, like I said, it's got it's a long-shot chance where a season may not happen. I mean, these are all things to think about. You don't want to be, like, uh, sleeping on it. But, again, you just got to be thinking. Don't act like nothing can't happen. I'm just saying, you got to be extremely uh, careful here. And uh, just uh, just keep a tight eye on everything. Because a lot of things, everything's on the table. And that that's why we got to just uh, think of it in those respects. And just uh, can't turn the blind eye. So let's get into some of the other uh, picks, like I just mentioned. We just uh, went over just a moment ago uh, with uh, last with uh, Anthony McFarland. I'm kind of interested, too. I wonder if there's any ties to, like, uh, Anthony Booger McFarland, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Colts player who's now on Monday Night Football. I wonder if there's any family connection. I didn't get a chance to hear anything about that. I wonder if there's any ties in that. I think that'd be a cool, that'd be a cool trait to hear. But uh, also, too, let's get into another guy, too, right here. As we move up here on the Steel podcast, they also got a guard too uh, in this draft. So basically, the Steelers they only ended up with one lineman, which was guard. I mean, I think they could have done a little bit better than that. I think they, like they kind of slacked up in that one. But you got a guy Kevin Dotson out of Louisville right now, and uh, here is the report card on him with uh, Dotson. A four-year starter has a nasty disposition and the ability to move. Defenders off the ball in the run game. He's competitive and finds ways to win. And pass pro even though he has below average length and just adequate athletic ability. His hand placement is inconsistent and he can do a better job of keeping his hips under him. According to Steve Wunsch of ESPN. 
And I, I remember when I talked with uh, Stan Saverin about a couple months ago on one of my uh, podcasts. And I don't know if you're listening out there. But I remember him saying, like, if if he were the Steelers, he'd like to see him get, like, a Mueller. Guy who could really, like, just move people at the line of scrimmage. And just, like, a real big dude. Because I, I got to tell you, the Jets, they got a nice, decent size one in the first round of this draft. And when I look at it. And in the first round, the Jets, they got a real big uh, beast right here. Let's see. They got uh, Mackay Becton, offense tackle from Louisville. That guy had to be like over like 300 plus pounds, man. That guy and the speed that he's got, scary right there. But, yeah, those are some uh, people just to name right there in those instances. And... Like I said, I just feel like the Steelers, they had the unfortunate fate. They are in the positions where they were stretched out in each of the rounds. Not saying that they always are, but they finally did uh, break a curse here in this year's draft. You know what that is? Now, for the first time that they could say for uh, their fate, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm pulling it up right now, so just bear with me here as we uh, look at it. In the history of the of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, draft overall selection, they finally get an offensive uh, skilled player, aside from a lineman, that they finally got since 2008. And the last one they selected with their first pick, that was running back Richard Mendenhall out of Champaign, Illinois. So finally, Chase Claypool is the guy who breaks that. Even though it's a second-round pick, it's still considered like the very first pick of the draft. Either way, like pretend it was like their first-round pick, even though it wasn't. But I, I thought right there, that was encouraging to see. I mean, they, they knew they had to go all-in with Ben, and they had to make a choice. And it, it just really just hope, you know, to continue that Ben Rosper continues to make the positive progressions that we're hearing and that he's doing okay. I, I believe he's doing pain-free. But I mean, only time will tell in that. With, with, with how he continues to throw the football. I mean, it's just going to be so much uh, way interesting. As the season goes along. And just uh, hearing how he feels. I mean, how much is he going to feel about his new teammates now? So, got some more toys to work with. But like I said, I, I really just feel like I was disappointed in the run game. In my estimation. I feel like they could have done... Much better in that. That was just one thing I think they should just stay a little bit more aggressive on. They didn't. And here they are. But we'll see. Uh, as time will go on as we move along. Also, let's get to another guy in here too. Uh, Brooks. Antoine Brooks. This is one of the guys who I predicted that the Steelers would get in the sixth round. Which I called it. So I got that one right. Hybrid linebacker and safety who moves around the formation. Uh, he can offset traffic real well, and he's fast enough to shoot through gaps playing close to the line of scrimmage. He chops legs out from under ball carriers. His range isn't great, and he's tight in space. He's opportunistic with adequate ball skills, but he's not a ball hawk, according to Steve Munch. So let's also, too, another thing, too, I also mentioned in this uh, podcast here, we also got some uh, report cards here. On the Steelers' uh, draft picks from NFL on CBS. And this is from one of the writers who writes on there. 
uh, Chris Trapasso here. And here's the overall grades that he's got for the Steelers. He gives wide receiver Chase Claypool a B, edge rusher Alex Smith a C, Anthony McFarlane an A, uh, Kevin Dotson a B-, Antoine Brooks an A, defensive line Carlos Davis a B+. So when you average that out, that's about like a B grade right there for the draft. I'll give it a B-, minus, to be honest with you. Like I said, I just highly feel like the running back... That was the thing they needed to correct. They did not do a well enough job. They got to do better at that next time around. I mean, it's here that, and I, I doubt they're going to want to, like, you know, lose games in the season, try and move up higher for a better draft pick. They're always going to go with the best available, and I always respect that, but they failed at the running game. That's just my my take on that. No one could convince me otherwise in that. I, I mean,. Like I said, McFarlane, not taking anything away from the guy. He's got a very high grade, barely under six. But I, you got to think when you hit, you you missed an opportunity right there. And, but at the same time, I'm not complaining with a guy like with Claypool. A guy, I'm, I'm really excited to see how he does. And, and then another thing is too, I mean, when you have this big receiver too, I'm sure a lot of people are holding their breath. Can he stay out of trouble? That's the biggest thing, no matter what. At the end of the day, as much as we like these guys, the talents they got, you got to still maintain like uh, me- mental and self-discipline in your career, not to put yourself in jeopardy of missing games, getting suspended. A lot of people, I think, tend to forget that when you have like these uh, products here on here and what they do. I just feel you got to like just prove it all phases of football. Your football and your football life, pretty much. So, all I just got to say is welcome aboard. Welcome to Steeler Nation and the city of Pittsburgh as we get ready for another exciting season for the Black and Gold. As Black and Gold, they'll be going into their 88th season as a franchise. Two more years will be 90 seasons, which will be in 2022. Also, uh, got a few more comments right now, too. Uh, Fernando saying, we don't need another running back. I was mad when we pick a running back, but okay, good pick. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just still disagreeing with the running back they s- selected. I feel like they could have had better one earlier on. I mean, it is what it is, I mean, at this point. I mean, it was decent, but I, I feel like you need to have star quality here as we uh, take a look. So we'll only find out how that uh, continues to work out and what that will prove in time as the Steelers move on. Also, too, here's some other uh, reports coming here. According to Dale Lally of DK Pittsburgh Sports, who can be followed at DLally underscore PGH, five of the Steelers' six draft picks were college seniors and older players. The team usually goes for younger players with more upside. Colbert said that was just how things worked out. So I don't know what kind of strategy uh, that... If that was strategy or what they just tend to like this year, uh, the way I see things. And I, I, I'm not so sure like uh, what that was going to be, but hey, I mean, if you got like a little bit more of an experienced player versus a younger guy, maybe that's a little bit better in the long run. Maybe have someone who's got a lot more instincts, got a lot more street smarts and what to expect. That may not be uh, too bad for them. I think they could, if anything... These are guys who have been grinding it out in their careers 
and they got an opportunity to continue to excel better. And only time will tell. We'll find out on that. But I do feel like uh, right now, have some veteran players. I mean, at their age and their college careers, I'm all for it. I want some guys who are going to have good IQ and good know-how and good alertness and instinct and accountability, more importantly. I think that's one thing they've been trying to focus on ever since they had their last big killer bees. And I made a joking uh, comment with a few days ago, uh, Brian Diardo. I said to me to tell me you they went from the killer bees to the thriller D's, in my opinion. That's how it looks like to me. But I will say this about Alex Highsmith. They need a backup quality linebacker. I wasn't too pleased with that Friday night, but it did answer some deaf questions. So you, now you got some guys in there. Maybe you could like uh, train this guy, mold this guy. I heard a couple comments, I think, from Tom or Colbert that they didn't believe he his potential just yet. So only time will tell how that's going to translate into anything or what happens. But I'd just be real interested to see uh, how much he's going to be. The word I get, he's pretty much like an improved version of Anthony Chicolo, the way it sounds like to me. And when you piece this all together, I think a guy like him could definitely do wonders for them. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, I mean, those are just uh, my, 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 my thoughts, my reactions on this. But uh, anyway, how did everybody uh, get to enjoy the draft? What was your reaction to it? Did you guys uh, like the way they produced it? Like, what did you think? I thought it was pretty freaking cool the way they did it. I don't you know, even if they got to do that again next year when everything's back normal. I'm fine with not, guys don't not having to worry about going on stage in person, just doing it from their homes and televising that way. I like it that way. And uh, I gotta tell you, I feel like right now. Uh, for uh, this uh, situation here, it's not a bad idea to look at. But I, I will I will say this for right now. It was, it was it was they knocked it out of the park in my opinion. They really did. And I I just feel like right now what they did, everything that's been happening, all the craziness here. They 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 really just they 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 killed it. And right now, I mean, let's see how that continues to work out. I would not mind seeing more virtual drafts like this in the future. I don't know about anyone else. I don't think it's, like, necessary now to see guys come out with the commissioner. I like the fact that Commissioner Roger Goodell, like, embraced the fact that, you know what, people are either cheer or they're going to boo him. He knows a lot of people boo him throughout the, throughout the NFL, including with some of the controversial decisions he's made. I thought that was very sporty of him right there. And he, he really got into it with a lot of fans. I, I think he, he he deserves a lot of credit, in my opinion. He really does. And just a lot of the donations with the Tankathon that's been going on to help like uh, combat the diseases and all the efforts and supports. My praise goes out to a lot of you folks right there. That's some great stuff right there. And also, too, I want to just say some continued uh, prayers, love, and shouts to uh, my people at Durkin's Tavern and the people in Wrigleyville and Lincoln Park. Where I usually go hang out. I hope you guys are doing safe. I hope, hope you and your family are doing, doing great and being safe and more happy right now. I know there's a lot of uh, scary stuff out there coming up. Uh, just want to just 
Wish you guys all the best of luck. Hopefully, everything continues to work itself out for you guys. Everything will find a way to work itself out. Like I said, you guys are with me in my prayers. Uh, enjoy seeing you guys there on a on a regular basis as we did before this guy I had. Uh, love, prayers, prayers, love, and thoughts are with you guys. I hope, I wish you absolutely all nothing but the best uh, during this time. And I, I hope you guys right now are uh, safe and uh, just find a way to just be safe more importantly. And, and, we'll, and we'll get to this and this thing will get cured somehow. I don't know how, but I believe things will find a way to iron out and we'll we'll get there. Also here too on the Metastool uh, podcast, Kevin Colbert did say, like I mentioned earlier, he doesn't expect to sign many undrafted rookies for a lot of roster spots with XFL guys. So I thought that was uh, very cool right there in itself. Uh, and also too, as mentioned by Steelers uh, writer, Teresa Varley, who can be followed on social media and on Twitter at Teresa underscore Varley. I mean, like I said, it's going to be challenging getting the young players adapted with virtual workouts. Tomlin, he was really comfortable throughout the week of how they executed the draft. It gives credit to Kevin Colbert and his staff for being so prepared. I mean, you also got to think of guys, too, on the Steelers. When you think of everybody in the organization that they all had to deal with, I mean, aside from guys like uh, Kevin, Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, you also have in here, too, as far as, like, uh, one of the scouting people in here. Well, I give a big shout-out to, like, the scouts who, who are always working their butts off trying to make this team go through here. And uh, one of the biggest uh, right-handed men in the scout areas is Brandon Hunt. He's a pro scouting coordinator. And you also got Phil uh, Kreidler, who's a college scouting coordinator. Rick Reprish, uh senior assistant college scouting. Mark Bruner, Mike Butler, Dan Colbert, Mark Gor- Gorsak, and much more. So, gentlemen, right there, you guys uh, definitely uh, deserve a congratulations right there. See how these guys pan out. Definitely uh, very excited to see how that's going to translate into another season of Steelers football once things do get back to normal uh, throughout these times. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just really uh, heart's racing right now. I think it's definitely got a lot of stuff to be reached. I mean, we're just only uh, hitting the iron right now, if you ask me, and see how that continues to uh, translate. But... Yeah, so now let's get ready to go into some fair or foul right here on this special edition of Menesteel Podcast with me, Charles Perez Richie here. Also host of On Deck on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com. Steelers failed on running back. Fair or foul, I will say fair. You need a, a starting quality. Not someone who's going to wait a couple years. And McFarland, I think is good. But I think they, they settled. They passed... Uh, the guy like Dobbins when they had a chance earlier that getting Jonathan Taylor, that was out of their hands. That wasn't gonna happen. They already got beat out on Zach Moss by the Buffalo Bills. You had some other good backs in here too. I mean, in this draft, I mean that were taken. When we also look at it. I mean, look at some of the running backs here that I'm referring to. I mean that they uh could have snatched up. As we uh, look at it, I think uh, LaMichael, <coughs> excuse me, P. Ryan of Florida, SEC, Joshua Kelly. 
I think Michael P. Ryan is probably like the last going, but then again, he's at the same level of like like McFarlane. So I think that they're all right in there. I, I I'm I'm just I'm a I'm a little salty on that area. So don't mind me. But I, I I just I definitely feel like. I mean, as long as you got a guy like Kevin Colbert around. That's always going to be good fortunes, I think, for the Steelers. You you still got stability in the front office, and they find ways to exhaust all the rushes as far as like talent evaluators and bringing some guys that could contribute as a Steeler. I, I think they always just do a phenomenal job in that. I just cannot let that go, and I cannot say that enough. The only question is, I'm really interested to see how much. Chase Claypool, if he develops, if he learns right, and he, how fast is he going to pick up in his uh, career with the Steelers and everything, is how effective, how elusive can he be? And so, can he also be like a competitive, fr- a real good competition and pressure? The guys like Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. James Washington, we're not really too sure, I mean, how much of the surface he's yet to scratch. I mean, he's been on a second team all pro this year. I mean, which is phenomenal. But I mean, another thing about this guy with Chase Claypool, I believe he also helped out on some special teams too. Uh, Claypool, he he led his team in kickoff coverage and punt coverages, punt coverage tackles in 2017. And let's take a look at those numbers right there by Chase Claypool, as a matter of fact, uh, for this guy. And the numbers that I think they're referring to, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much on it, but yeah, I, I got, I'd be interested in that. I'd really be interested in like how much he could do. I mean, I, I, I like to have the fact where you have like dynamic guys, not just catching the ball, but just returning. And then uh, we... I, I, and like I said, Fernando, taking a chance with Fitzpatrick, that was that was wise. I don't care what anyone says, that was worth it. It paid off in huge dividends for them. So let's go fair file topic number two. Outside the Steelers in their division, the Ravens had the better draft. I'm going to say fair on that one right now. I really do think so. The Ravens got some good players here. I mean, look at these guys real quick over here. You look at inside linebacker Patrick Queen right there. Solid, uh, phenomenal uh, grade here in this uh, draft. Uh, this guy right here who, I mean, his career, he, he has picked up at least 131 total tackles. Can, can pick off the ball. Got a, a high-value uh, grade right there. He's got potential right now in his uh, grading skill, become a Pro Bowl caliber player. He He's going to be sweet for that team. Then you also look at some of the other guys, too, on here. Like I said, you also got J.K. Dobbins. You got Devin DuVernay, wide receiver. Malik Carrison. And then you also got some good offensive linemen to help uh, protect a guy like Lamar Jackson. So they're doing a good job. They had 10 picks all together. I give them a solid B plus for this year. And you gotta believe right there, I mean, they have that early football exit against like a team like the Titans. 
It's got to make him feel salty for the second straight year, but more so this year than ever. Because the season before that, you took over a guy from Joe Flacco, and you had a stretch run. Then once you started to figure out the passing game, which I think he did a phenomenal job doing this year, came up short. The thing is, at the end of the day, with a guy like Lamar Jackson, he's got to prove that he can deliver on big stages and big playoff games, comfort behind football. That's what he needs to do. I think that's the biggest thing he needs to learn to overcome. If he could do that, lights out. I mean, obviously he's been getting an early comparison to a guy like Michael Vick. But still, this guy right here, he is definitely the guy that people want to watch and line up for on their radars. I got to believe he's got to come back a lot more hungrier going into this season. Correcting some stuff here. As we uh, look at, and guy who just uh, who feels like it's unfinished business, and I gotta agree. Let's go fair foul topic number three. B minus for the Steelers in this draft. B plus. What would you guys say? I say B minus. What do you guys think of that? I'm I'm definitely sticking to what I said. B minus here. Like I said, it, 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 it wasn't necessarily the prettiest of drafts, but I think they did enough. I think they did a very good job considering the limitations they had to deal with. They put up with a lot of stuff here. And I'd be real interested to see what they do. Because remember, around this time, if things did not get out of hand with this virus, this Monday would have been OTAs. So definitely got a lot of unanswered questions. But I think they did good. And only time will tell to see how these guys develop right here later down the road as far as like big time players for this organization. And that's going to do call a close to this edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. I want to just say thank you for those of you who actually took the time to join in. Again, the number I could be reached at as always for uh, next time going forward is 312 209 2232. Again, that's 312 209 2232. I'd be followed on Twitter at Prodigy Richie, at Metal Steel CGR, at Ondex CSR. Same thing for Instagram with the exception of Metal Steel Podcast is at Metal Steel Nation. And then my YouTube channel, Metal Steel Podcast. Thank you all for all the latest Metal Steel Podcast and Ondex shows. You also follow me on Mixcloud, Charles Prodigy Richie. And you can also hear my shows on Anchor and Spotify. Crunch time with Charles Prodigy Ritchie. As always, leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I got him.